Hey guys, massive announcement, massive announcement. But first, I want to tell you, thank you guys so much for checking out Free Week. It was such a big success. So many of you guys came in more than before, and we thank you for checking out the content that we deliver. I know you guys love the free previews of every single game, breaking down all the players, all their matchups, all the opponents to help you with fantasy, to help you with betting, to help you with DFS, to help you with props. All the other articles as well that were on the site, remember, we do these articles and they're up early in the week. We already have articles for every single game for week 12, previewing all of the games. It's Wednesday morning, but all these articles are already out for you. Individual game breakdowns going to help you with betting, props, everything. In addition to that, we already have five betting picks for next week. Now, we gave you a sneak preview of some of our betting picks. We didn't give you our college. That went 12-3 and last week. We didn't give you all of our props. We gave you a few props. Had a great day on Monday. Gave you stuff for betting the NFL last Sunday. Guess what? Five picks for this week already are out. In addition, we have multiple games for Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving props already out as well. And I know a lot of you are asking, what's the best deal that we've got right now to get back on board? Because you loved free weekend, you want to get back on board. Instead of replying to all of you, I thought I'd just record this message for you and do this. We are going to give you 62% off everything at the site. That's right. Huge announcement. Stop what you are doing. For a limited time only, you're going to get 62% off anything at the website with the code SHARP62. Why 62? Is that an arbitrary number? No, it's not an arbitrary number. 62% is the combined win percentage of my NFL computer totals plus college totals this year. Add them together, 62% win rate on the season. That's what you're going to get off the website. So go to the website now, Sharp62. You know what that gives you for the rest of the season? It basically gives you a free month. 62% off the website basically gives you a free month. We gave you a free week. Now we're giving you just over a free month. 4.3 weeks here is what Sharp62 will save you over the course of the rest of the season. Get that rest of the season subscription, lock it down, game previews, betting picks, props, everything. Use the all access and use Sharp62. Do it now before it expires. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you have a blast. Welcome to the Sharp Waiver and Injury Show. I'm your host, Todd Burrows, and you can find me on Twitter at BestBallNFL. And I am joined by our waiver expert, Curtis Hirsch, at Curtis Harsh, H-A-R-S-C-H on Twitter, and by our injury expert, Tucker Bagley at T. Bagley Sports. Make sure you're subscribed to the Sharp Angles on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to podcasts for all four of our weekly podcasts, The Sharp Betting Show with Ryan McChrystal, Sharp Angles with Dan Pizzuta and Rich Rebar, Sharp Angles Fantasy with Rich Rebar and Assorted Fantasy Experts, and don't forget to subscribe to Warren Sharp on YouTube for Fantasy Football Insight, matchup previews, in-depth stats and analysis, and more. And feel free to leave a comment, and please hit that like button, as we would really appreciate that. Um, Let's get into it. Tucker, what was your biggest takeaway from Week 11? I mean, my my biggest takeaway is we kind of canvassed the entire NFL landscape right now is 
Hell, maybe the the Tom Brady and Tampa Bay Buccaneers obituaries were were written a little prematurely. They they got a win over Seattle last week in in Germany. They had to sit at home this week and sitting at five and five in a pretty weak division. You look at the rest of their schedule. They have Cleveland that still has to play one more game with Jacoby Brissett. You have a game against a, a down and out New Orleans team. You still have one more game against both the Panthers and Falcons. Throw out a game against the Cardinals and. This is a team that right now looks like a team that could win 10, maybe 11 games if they get hot and healthy at the right time. And Tom Brady is going to be back in Tampa Bay hosting a playoff game come mid-January. It certainly is possible. Curtis, what is your big takeaway of the week? Yeah, not only could they host the playoff game, they could draw a team like the New York Giants. So that's almost like a first-round buy if, if there is such a thing when you actually have to play a game. But uh, also wanted to mention, ever since Tucker came on this pod and said the Eagles are the class of the NFL, they lost to the Commanders and then had to score a last-minute touchdown to beat Jeff Saturdays. Well, they're still the number one seed. That's, uh, go 49 And because your um, Cowboys took care of business, they now get a, a three-game lead on the, the top seed in the NFC. Yeah, go 49ers. Um, yeah, this, this was a strange week in terms of some variance, I thought. The process and results didn't quite match up. Uh, Saquon had a rough week against a very easy opponent. And then in lineup calls, they had Rondell Moore and Kadarius Tony. One of them put up negative points and the other got injured in the first half and didn't put up any points. So it's not that the process was wrong, although Tony, I didn't ever think he was going to play more snaps than a guy like Justin Watson. He definitely commands more targets than that player. So uh, shit happens. Uh, doesn't mean it was the wrong play when you went to set your lineups. It just, that's the variance in the game. Uh, for me, my big takeaway is that sometimes um, there was this guy in the early 1900s. Uh, he was the best hitter in baseball. And they asked him, his name was Wee Willie Keeler, and they asked him the secret to his success. And he said, I hit them where they ain't. And it was a famous saying in baseball for many, many years. And sometimes in fantasy football, um, you have to look at things that other people don't see that might, um, that might work out. So perfect example, I wasn't going to play DraftKings this week, decided to play one lineup. Um, I had had a bad customer service experience. Anyway, long story short, I hadn't studied and I noticed Tony Pollard was 6,500. And I said, you know what? Everyone's assuming he's going to be dead because Zeke's back. What if he isn't? So I made one lineup. It was a million maker lineup with a Joe Burrow stack. And unfortunately, Joe Burrow had four touchdowns, but none to uh, T. Higgins or Boyd, and uh, I put Deontay Johnson in instead of Pickens, but um, Pollard got me, and, and a couple other things I got right. I ended up in like 300th place, um, made a little scratch, uh, but the, the larger point isn't me, um, because I certainly didn't make money on FanDuel, but the, the point is when we're looking at situations to try and See, you know, like another one last week was Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson, both people, uh, a lot of people weren't on them because they were both there, but their numbers worked out pretty good um, 
based on their uh, their DFS salaries. And then what happened if one of those two guys had gotten hurt? So it didn't happen. I, I, I made that's a move I made that didn't work. But at the same time, I like looking for hidden upside like that. Your thoughts on that, Tucker? Yeah, I mean, that that's something where I think a lot of, especially in daily fantasy, it's just finding the right place to zig when everyone else is zagging, right? When you're playing in, in a league, whether that's 100,000, 10,000 people, I mean, the entire success of fantasy sports is really finding value on the margins where no one else is, is capable of doing it. Due to the vagaries of the NFL, there are no teams on bye this week, with two teams next week and six in week 14, which for tournament leagues is championship week. Curtis, how does having no buys this week change how you are, are approaching this week and planning for the next two weeks? Yeah, what what in the hell is going on with this NFL schedule? That's all I can say. Uh, this week, I'm really looking big picture as there are no buys. So the struggles that we've had to fill a 10-man lineup really shouldn't exist this week. So I'm not looking to pick up a third wide receiver just to put in the flex. I'm looking at bigger picture, taking a look at playoff schedules and trying to find someone I can have for later weeks because I'm assuming that I have enough players to fire in my lineup this week. <clears throat> Makes sense. So <clears throat> I had a thought and um, I know that's a rarity guys, but I had a thought uh, as I was going through the week, we've got three th games on Thanksgiving and I, it, it only occurred to me for the first time, Tucker, that I wonder if that's why they had no buys this week because they wanted, a, you know, on Sunday when there's a full DFS slate, despite there being three games on Thursday, we're not going to hate the fact that there's no buys. Um, do you buy that scenario or do you just think that it is just vagaries and they don't know what they're doing with these buys? No, I think having six teams playing on Thursday really, really impact this, right? Because if you think about it, they usually average about four teams on buy every week. And now you have an additional four teams playing uh, on Thursday. And you look at the Sunday slate, I think there's seven games at one o'clock, four at four. And then you have your, your normal uh, Sunday night football game between Green Bay and the Eagles. So I just think it's a matter of they want as much wall-to-wall -wall TV coverage this week. I mean, this is the NFL's biggest week for the regular season, so why not just get everybody out there? But you're right. It just on paper, it looks like an incredible miscalculation and imbalance compared to the rest of, rest of the schedule. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more it does kind of make sense so that you've got a pretty good schedule on Thursday. All right, let's move to the meat of the show, which is our injuries and then the waivers. We'll start with you, Tucker, at the quarterback position. Uh, a couple injuries that are very interesting at the position. Yeah, I mean, the one that I just don't think is getting talked about enough is Justin Fields and that left shoulder injury. It's something that, I mean, he, he's been a fantasy darling. He's been someone who in the last month or so you, you could call a league-winning player. He's been that great. He's got 430 rushing yards over the last four weeks. But he's got a separated left shoulder, and Matt Eberflus said on Monday that they considered him day-to-day, -day, but they also wouldn't rule out this being a season-ending injury, which seems like an incredible <laughs> spectrum uh, of results to just lay out in a press conference. But 
that's where we're at. So I think Justin Fields, wait to see what, what happens on that Wednesday injury report. But he could play on Sunday. He could be done for the year if he needs surgery. I just I, I find it fascinating that we still don't know much more. Uh, Kyler Murray was out again due to that hamstring injury with how abysmal Colt McCoy was. I imagine Arizona's probably eager to get him back, if nothing more, to maybe save Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury's job because that season's just going up in smoke. And then the flip side uh, of that game last week is Matthew Stafford suffered another head injury. Sean McVay wouldn't confirm nor deny if it was a concussion. He kind of did the same two weeks ago when, when he went into concussion protocol after Wednesday's practice. So I think given where the Rams are, I think they're three and seven right now. That season is all but cooked. Matt Stafford's an older quarterback. This is now his second head injury in a matter of three weeks. I wouldn't be surprised that if they lose on Sunday without him, they just kind of shut him down for the rest of the season and, and get him healthy for next year. Speaking of the Rams, we have breaking news once again while we're on the show. Last, uh, I think it was last week when we were on the show, we found out that Eno Benjamin was going to get cut. I just read on Twitter, Daryl Henderson to be released by those Los Angeles Rams. Um, it was odd that he didn't play. Um, and we'll talk more about him in the running back segment. But Curtis, um, very interesting news. And what do you have for us as far as pickups at quarterback? Yeah, I just saw that a couple minutes ago. Pretty wild because I think he's, without a doubt, the most explosive and best runner they have on that team. So, you know what? Uh, very weird situation with that whole running back room. I'm not going to comment much more on that. And then I did want to mention some strategy in this quarterback. Uh, there's not a lot of streamers this week. And the I don't know if you're in some high stakes leagues, the waiver wire is thin. And what makes this year much more different than the last couple of years is the amount of week 14 buys. So the last week you can pick up players for the the final three week stretch in these high stake leagues is prior to week 14. So you're going to have to pick up a guy if you've got Kyler Murray who's on by or other quarterbacks that are on by and there's not a lot of players left. So I'm picking up, I started picking up guys for my week 14 by last week, just because the there are slim pickings out there. So maybe Bryce Perkins, is that, that the dude out of, LA, I, I don't hate him this week. He's probably got a rushing floor and they're going to have to pass the ball a little bit against KC, but that game could get ugly pretty quickly. Uh, but I just wanted to mention that strategy of there's more week 14 buys than any other year and it can adjust. You have to adjust how you want to set your roster. Yeah, um, it is ugly at that position. All right, so we've had some news at the running back position. And guys, um, it, it's it's just crazy. So um, let's let's move to running back. And Tucker, what are your thoughts? Uh, Joe Mixon is in concussion protocol right now, and that's part of the reason why Samashi Piran got so many snaps. Finished the day with three receiving touchdowns, which was unbelievable. And as someone who was going against Joe Burrow, it was something that I was not a fan of because I don't think he really deserved all three of those passing touchdowns the way Piran was running, but. Um, he, he's going to probably be out this week. We'll have to wait until Thursday to see where he's progressed through, through protocols concern. As for 
Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I, I just think he's going to be done for the year. He's pretty much been phased out of the offense anyway. Now he's got a high ankle sprain. That'll probably last four to six weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if they just you know shut him down for the rest of the year. And then a more of a positive note, going back to the Buccaneers, Leonard Fournette now is telling people he expects to play this week, which is directly opposite of what Todd Bowles said last week when he said don't expect Leonard Fournette to, to play in week 12 and, and suit up against the Browns. Now Fournette expects to play and it expects to be out there again. I don't know what that does for Rashad White and, and after his big performance in week 10, but it looks like Leonard Fournette is at least going to be active come come Sunday. All right. Um, Curtis, um, I mean, we've ne- definitely got some opportunity now, this news uh, but I just I just have to talk about how crazy the Rams backfield has been this year with Akers ending up in the doghouse and then coming back and now Henderson in the doghouse and getting cut. I mean, it, it's I've never seen anything like I've, this. I've never seen anything like it. And I don't think Henderson has been poor this year by any stretch. And I Come on, Chiefs, but I don't think he makes it that far in the waiver priority. Uh, that could be a person that ends up on this Broncos backfield or another team that near the bottom of the league. But yeah, we'll wait and see. So I guess that will change for those of you that have waivers tonight. Uh, good luck, but that'll change how we deal with things tomorrow. Uh, there's names out there like Marlon Mack. I, He's probably better than Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray now becomes the lead guy in Denver because he holds on to the football. I don't really think that's a great reason to make him your lead back, but that's where we're at. Um, Hear me out a little bit on this one. Ronald Jones, he hasn't played all year. Pacheco is bursty, but he's had a lot of runs where he just gets stopped on at the line of scrimmage. If Ronald Jones gets some playing time, I could see him outperforming Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco's a seventh-round dude who is maybe we just kind of wish-casted him a little bit, wanting him to be the next big thing. I'm keeping a light on for Ron Jones. I I mean, I I have no problem with picking up Ronald Jones, but, I mean, it's not like Ronald Jones hasn't been there. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and they've decided, you know, and, and they gave pitch. I, I, you know, it would anything is possible, especially with some of the craziness we've seen at running back. But, uh, you know, if, if he was someone who had come into the situation, maybe, but I, I mean, they've had a chance to look at him every week and still are playing Pacheco. So, yeah, um, I find yeah. that one a little hard. Um, I, I do think that. I just look. Kyron Williams is pretty much taken in every league that I'm in, so I can't recommend him for uh, for pickup. But in home leagues, I am sure Kyron Williams is. He got eight touches last week, and David Akers might be available in some home leagues. Yeah, um, one of those two guys. Yeah, yeah. The off there, they may not win a game the rest of the season. So, is it really an offense where? looking at to target a guy i guess if he can get need touches absolutely um yeah, i mean Sam- like you said samaje samaje rough rough opponent in the tennessee titans but i have a lot of exposure to him he's a backup running back with patch pass catching ability 
attached to a good offense and a non-mobile quarterback. So I need to use my one time this week. I need a big week out of him on FFP for my FFPC teams to squeak in. And I don't think he's going to do it on the ground. So let's see a little burrow Samaje connection through the air again this week. If so, if you're a team in a home league where he's available and you need to your trailing out of the playoffs, go get him. Over at the wide receiver position, Rondell less, uh, I mean more. Um, he, he got one play and one injury last week. Mike Williams re-hurt his ankle. Um, I would love to get Tucker an update on Jamar Chase. Uh, Wandale got hurt and Jamison Williams. What do you and got for us? Can I just step in? Uh, Dorch is also having an MRI on his hamstring, I think I read. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's bad news for those those Arizona Cardinals. You mentioned Rondell Moore suffered a groin injury. If Dorch is dealing with that hamstring, they have Marquise Brown, who probably won't be back this week, but but could be back in the short term. That pretty much leaves DeAndre Hopkins and and not much else. I think they still have Robbie Anderson, but at this point, I, I think he's the worst wide receiver in, in professional football. Uh, the good news is Jameson Williams is supposed to start practicing this week. I don't think... He'll be back in time for Thanksgiving, but you kind of look at, at who the Lions have on their schedule after Thanksgiving. It, it's pretty favorable, and, and he could be somebody who, especially with Josh Reynolds still out with a back injury, could step into some pretty big snaps, and that offense hasn't been afraid to, to throw the ball down the field. So he could find himself in a very favorable situation come a fantasy playoff time. You mentioned Wanda Robinson. He, he's out for the year with a torn ACL. And uh, Jamar Chase, he's supposed to return to practice this week as well. I'm not sure if he's going to be fully recovered from that hip injury and be active on on Sunday. That will be something we'll have to monitor later on in the week. But him coming back and practicing is good news. And you kind of look at what the uh, Bengals offense has done in recent weeks. I think they have like 82 points the last two weeks in, in their wins. And adding Jamar Chase back to that team. I mean, they look like a team who's kind of catching their stride at the right time. Yeah, I just looked it up. It's a thumb injury for Dorch. He's having an MRI. Oh, and a thumb. Okay. And, uh, I mean, that's not good for catching passes. Um, but if he is, you know, I still would be interested in him and hope because waivers run possibly before we hear on the MRI you might be able to pick him up cheap. Um, who do you got for us at the wide receiver position, Curtis? Yeah, I Justin Watson, look, theory of rational coaching. Why is Watson taking all these snaps ahead of Sky Moore? I don't know, but he is. So he doesn't command a lot of targets compared to a guy like Sky Moore, but he's out on the field. And even if Juju comes back, I think uh, Juju will go back to the slot, reducing Sky Moore's playing time any, as well. So he's going to be on the field, especially if Tony remains out and while Hardman is on the IR. Um, yeah, like you, you'd mentioned Dortch. Dortch. I think uh, Brown might play this week. They're in desperate need of a win. And him and Hop are both really good. So it's going to be tough to command targets with both those guys on the field. But if not, uh, do you do you like Dorch over the skeleton of AJ Green, who seems to be making relevance in these last few games for them? And then I like someone in Baltimore. It's they've got a very nice schedule down the stretch. So is 
Demarcus Robinson has been targeted quite a bit in the last couple of games. I'm probably just going to add him to my roster. I'm not looking to start him anytime soon, but I like his playoff schedule coming up. So he's the guy I'm keeping an eye on not to play this week, but just to stash him on the roster for a potential big game. Another bit of breaking news just into our news desk. The starting quarterback this week in Carolina won Sam Darnold. Um, Your thoughts, Curtis, are you picking up Sam Darnold? Am I picking him up? Hell no, but DJ Moore uh, must be rejoicing because him and Baker Mayfield have not been on the same page. So uh, looking, things are looking up for DJ Moore, but I'm not interested in rostering Sam Darnold. Um, find someone who loves you as much as Baker Mayfield loves third string tight ends. <laughs> All right, um, let's move over to the tight end. Speaking of tight end, we'll move over. And it's been a lost year for Kyle Pitts in a lot of ways. Now it is officially a lost year as he was injured and put on IR. Um, That is one that I got really wrong this year. I had a tremendous amount of Kyle Pitts. Um, Tucker, uh, update on that situation and any other injuries at tight end we should be looking at. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Pitts is is the big one, and it's a torn MCL. He's out indefinitely based on where the Falcons are. He's probably just, just done for the season right now. And you mentioned this guy had 1,000 yards as a rookie tight end, and, and this year, even with that offense, kind of taking a step forward, he's taking a, a massive step back. He averaged 65 yards per game a year ago. He's averaging 35 right now. And you look at the rest of that that Falcon step chart, I mean, there isn't a tight end who can step up and – even though he isn't producing, I mean, Parker Hesse is their next guy. They have Michael Pruitt and Felipe Franks, the former Arkansas quarterback, is the third tight end on that depth chart. So basically with Kyle Pitts out, I, I would look elsewhere on that roster to, to kind of fill out snaps, whether that is someone like Cordero Patterson or their wide receivers. I mean, tight end just pretty much has become a black hole in, in Atlanta. Yep. Curtis, um, which tight end in Atlanta will Marcus Mariota most not throw the ball to? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, for the love of God, can the Atlanta Falcons use Cordero Patterson in the passing game now that Pitts is out? Like, stop banging him into runners or using him on runs. Get him the ball in open space. So maybe with Pitts... Oh, that'll happen, and Cordell Patterson will be the big winner. And tight ends, it, it's getting ugly. If Logan Thomas is available, I don't hate him uh, moving forward. He seems to be getting healthier and had a pretty solid week last week. And I I don't have any interest in anyone other than Patterson and London and Atlanta. Yeah, I um, I actually played uh, Logan Thomas at, in that D, uh, DFS lineup I was telling you guys about. I think he has a lot of upside, and I think if he's available, he is a very good pickup. Yeah, he's healthier now by the looks of it. So if he's available, I'm I'm adding him. I think he's a top ten tight end moving forward. Not a league winner, but he's going to give you some solid, consistent production. Uh, who are you streaming at defense and kicker? Yeah, that's I kind of went through some of my teams and I FFPC, as you are aware of, week 13 is a big week. And 
I'm either planning for checking out where my teams are at. If they're guaranteed to get to week 13, I'm not really looking for towards this week. I'm looking ahead that way or even further ahead. So Tampa and KC in the long term have really nice schedules and they're teams that play with the lead a lot and could have some good upside on defense. And other than that, Carolina has Russell Wilson coming to town. Not opposed to that this week if you need a one-week streamer. Got it, got it. Um, all right, so um, that is uh, another bit of breaking news that just came across. That's why I was sitting here looking. Um, they put uh, Hopkins on IR, and that opens up for the next four weeks. Dicker the kicker. Nice. The in Charger land, does that make you want to stick him on a, a roster, Curtis? Uh, yeah, I was fading Chargers kickers because they never uh kicked on fourth down. But Brandon Staley is now being bullied out of not going forward on fourth and short because he trusts his defense, uh, that is last in the league in almost every metric. So, ab- absolutely, the. Staley's changed the way he's coached, and I would definitely take the kick, Dicker the kicker. He made some big kicks in Philly, and he's looked pretty solid in L.A. so far. Anyone we should be looking at coming back from injury this week, Tucker? Um, No, I, I don't think there, there's really anyone. I mean, the, the issue is with those, those Thanksgiving games, it, it kind of speeds up the schedule for a lot of teams. I, I think this week it's going to be a lot of teams – in holding patterns, and I, I think you're actually going to see the opposite. I think you're going to see a lot of players inactive this week just because of the the short runway to their game. But uh, on the back end of that, I think come week week 13, there's going to be a lot of players coming back. Guys like Jamar Chase, uh, Jamison Williams, I would probably bet has a chance to play on a limited snap count in, in week 13. Um, even Leonard Fournette, if he doesn't get out this week, I think he'll be back week 13. So. I think week 12 is going to be a slow week as far as returns are concerned, but come week 13 and week 14 when playoff season starts to ramp up, I think a lot of these guys we've been missing for the last couple of weeks are, are going to be coming back. Yeah, I think that Jamison Williams, if he's available in your league, is worthy of being picked up. Um, he, he's he's uh, due to come back. Um, I think they just signed him. Uh, so, uh, you know, a flyer. Um if Goff can hit someone deep and if they're going to actually play him, but he's talented enough that I think it is worth at least looking at him. Yeah. So now beyond, we will go to our, talented there. Like, what's that? He's beyond talented. Yeah. He's, 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 a, I liked him a lot coming out. He's the real deal. Yep. All right. So we, we get to our segment of who do you want to trade for? And I get to go first this week. And I, I may have mentioned this a week or two ago, but I'm going to mention it again because I think it really is one of those under-the-radar things. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones uh, has played really well this year with uh, Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. He's about to get a huge upgrade. Uh, Amari Cooper, David Njoku, give me anybody that I can get on the Cleveland Browns because there is about to be a new sheriff in town and he, he, he does certain things very well. Um, that's my guy. 
And now we will go over to Tucker. Yeah, the guy I'm interested in is the guy we just mentioned who has a, a thumb injury, but this is more of a dynasty thing. I'd be interested in, in, in Greg Dorch moving forward. He's had a weird up and down year. He had nine catches for 100 yards on, on Sunday. But if you're looking down the line, he's a restricted free agent. He's proven to be a, a, a decent slot wide receiver. If he can kind of latch on to a team that, that uses slot receivers a little bit more and find higher usage, he could be a guy who has 100 catches next year. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Curtis? Yeah, great college career for Dorch. So nice to see him finally putting it together, getting that opportunity. I'm going to go with a guy that I'm not really high on where he was drafted, but uh, that's Devonta Smith. There's something's going on in Eagles land. A.J. Brown doesn't look like he's at 100%. And with a with Dallas Goddard out, the Smith is going to get more targets. He has got more targets. He's got nine and eight targets over the last couple of games. And I think he's going to be more involved in the offense moving forward just because of the Goddard loss. And A.J. Brown just doesn't look at 100%. All right. So now we will move over to our must-add, must-drop category. And I get to go first. And the interesting thing was the guy that I had written down on our show sheet was um, Mr. Henderson, the running back for the Rams. Uh, the fact that he was cut actually makes me almost wish I hadn't written him down because we don't know where he's going to land right now. Um, and the guy that I want to pick up, I just switched from Dorch over to Kyron Williams I don't know if he's available in your league, but he got eight touches last week. Um, he's starting to play in the pass, passing game more. I think Kyron Williams is a must-add for me this week. Tucker? Yeah, my, my must-add would be Traylon Burks. We, we've talked about him a little bit before, and he had a big game for Tennessee, and Tennessee hadn't thrown the ball to wide receivers for most of the season, and I think it's strictly because they didn't really have any wide receivers worth throwing to. He's someone who can get the ball on screen passes. He can be utilized in a ton of different ways. I hate comparing him to Debo Samuel because I don't think anyone's really that versatile in his skill set. But, I mean, he's someone who should consistently get the ball 10 to 15 times a game in that offense. And the guy I'm dropping is Robert Tanya, a guy who I think probably coming into the year was a top 10 tight end, but he's passed five targets just twice all season. He pretty much seems underutilized in an offense that really has been running the ball more and more with each week. Now with Christian Watson emerging as a guy with five touchdowns in the last two weeks, Romeo Dobbs should be back probably not this week, but maybe a, a couple weeks down the line in an offense that doesn't throw the ball enough. It seems like Robert Tanyan's just become a, a forgotten piece in green Bay. Curtis, um, who's your must add must drop this week. He's not available in any high stakes leagues, but he's going to be available in home leagues. That's Samaj P. Ryan. And I'm only giving him as uh, my must add because I have him on a lot of teams and I'm hoping for a big week out of him. Maybe a touchdown, maybe five catches. That would be suffice. And I'd be happy with that. Who's my must drop? It's got to be CEH. What a waste of a first round draft pick that turned out to be for the Chiefs. And looks like his season's going to be over with that high ankle sprain. Yeah, that was one of those guys after two or three weeks that when I talk about mistakes that I made that kind of worked out later, um, I had a few of those. Uh, got lucky or 
whatever. Um, and that's going to do it. Remember to check out our four other shows, The Sharp Betting Show with Ryan McChrystal, Sharp Angles with Dan Pizzuta and Rich Rebar, Sharp Angles Fantasy with Rich Rebar and Fantasy Experts, and subscribe to Warren Sharp on YouTube for Fantasy Football Insight, matchup previews, in-depth stats, analysis, and he is our fearless leader. And we ask that you hit the like button and leave him comments in the chat and he will get back to you. That's going to do it, guys. We will see you next week. Bye.